0: a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, you're prohibited by law. See Terms and conditions 18. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit PleasurePodcasts.com.
1: Welcome back to Private Parts Unknown, a podcast about love and sexuality around the world. I'm Courtney Kosak, and today we're going to do something a little bit different, Privates. I am going to share one of my all-time favorite radio stories that I've ever done with you, It is a special Pride-themed story, so I thought it would be perfect as we close out the month of June. And before we get into it, I just want to share a little bit about where I've been at lately, and I'm in this very interesting season of transition. I think I have made a lot of realizations about my behind the scenes process of all this work I you know I do this podcast private parts unknown but I also have two other podcasts that I've started in the last year one is called the bleeders it is about book writing and publishing and the other one is called podcast bestie it is a very meta podcast it is a best friend to podcasters and we talk about craft we talk about marketing anyway I have a lot of podcast stuff going on And I have, at the same time, been really wanting to write this book, two books actually. I have one book, I can't wait to to share what it's about. It is on theme for this podcast, but that book is out on submission right now. And then I, for a very long time, have been working on a memoir in essays. It's very much like a coming of age, story for me and for me coming of age took really until I am like on the cusp of 40. It's been a very long growing up process and I have been writing about it for the past you know 10 years maybe like seven years really seriously and I am just so eager to finish this book before my birthday at the end of September And so what I've been doing is I have been working on the entire summer's worth of content for you guys. I did not want to ghost on this feed, even though I'm wanting to just really concentrate on the work of writing and allow myself to just be that identity for one second and be that process and figure out what works for me. You know, I know what I've been doing, but I think that I, I just feel like I can stretch out into that process and I'll be even better and be even more productive and just more in it but again i love this podcast i've been doing this podcast since 2016 in one form or another it started as reality bites it is now private parts unknown this has been a huge part of my growing up and i love doing this podcast so i didn't like i said didn't want to ghost on this feed so i've just been prepping a whole summer's worth of content for you guys and i'm so excited about all of it I have the story that I'm gonna share with you today. It is about Hunter and Charlie. They are two leather daddies. It's called Happily Leather After because this is the love story of two leather daddies at Eagle LA, which is a leather bar in Los Angeles, in Silver Lake, really. And I just, I love how this came together. I have an interview with Multiamory, an amazing triad of podcasters who talk about non-monogamy and Various iterations of it and actually one of them is now in a monogamous relationship. So that's really interesting I also talked to Amanda McNeil about her experience Going to sex parties and just being in the kink scene in Wisconsin really interesting and I love her I know her from essay writing and so she's been a pal for quite a while and Allison Moon is coming back for part two of her interview. We are talking about casual sex. She actually did an episode, part one, a couple months ago, and that was about pleasing vulva owners. Fingering, fisting, and cunnilingus tips for pleasing vulva owners with Girl Sex 101 author Allison Moon. That was part one from a few months ago. And she is back, and again, we were talking about casual sex. Antonia Crane, beloved. I have actually been, I took a writing class with her a long time ago, so I knew her kind of on an acquaintance level. And then over the years, I started reporting on the stripper unionization efforts and she is who I interviewed for that. I'm actually going to share that initial interview with you guys, but I have a, a fresh interview with Antonia that I just did recently. And we talk all about her experience getting into stripping and unionizing the lusty lady and now being part of strippers United and starting that. So that's a really amazing interview. And I, loved editing it because it really just took me back into the evolution of my relationship with Antonia and you know we don't hang out outside of these work touch points where we get to interact and I just absolutely adore like being in parallel with her on this journey so that's a really fun one I hope you guys will like that I'm sure you will. And then I'm coming up on my three-year anniversary for OnlyFans, so I'm doing a special episode about that, kind of about the start of it, about how much money I've made, <laughs> about what I have learned from doing it, and why I like to do it, and all that kind of stuff. So that we're going to do that in August, right after the anniversary. I have an episode with Rachel Bustle Kramer, who has written basically like 70 erotica anthologies and she's going to stop by and tell us about how to write erotica. We're also going to talk about squirting. It's just, it is a full summer of content. And as I was saying before, you know, I really want to write this book, but in deciding that I was gonna buckle down and do that. I was like, okay, what do I need to take care of before I get into that headspace? Because it's hard to really concentrate on something when you feel like you should be working on something else. So I was like, I'm just gonna bang it all out, and I have. That's what I've been doing this past week maybe a little over a week at this point for this feed, Private Parts Unknown, for The Bleeders, and for Podcast Besties. So I have fresh content on all feeds planned for the summer and I can't freaking wait to share it. It is all being scheduled over the next week and it is just going to be dropping into your feed. I have YouTube content for all shows. So if you've been listening recently, you know that private parts unknown channel has been revived so to watch most of these interviews some of them are audio exclusives but to watch most of these interviews and then some from the archives i'm also sharing over the summer but i have lots and lots i'm basically uploading something every day so i have so much new youtube content so if you want to check that out and if you want to see what our guests look like you want to kind of get the Faces during these conversations. I freaking love podcasts, but there is something to the YouTube experience as well. So if you want to check that out, it's just youtube.com slash private parts unknown. Again, youtube.com slash private parts unknown. Super easy to remember. Drop by over there, give us a subscribe on that channel. That would mean a lot, even if you don't plan on watching over there. And Definitely give this feed a follow. Wherever you're listening, whatever podcast player you're listening right now, give it a follow, a subscribe, click the bell button on Spotify so that you get notifications about all the latest episodes. There is so much good content coming out. And again, I am about to share with you literally my favorite radio story that I have ever done. I just adore listening to this one and Hunter and Charlie are just delightful. So happy pride, y'all. I'll catch you on the other side.
3: This is Greater LA, KCRW's show that connects you to the people and places of Southern California. I'm Steve Chiatekis. This weekend, hundreds of thousands of folks in the LGBTQ community and allies will party and parade in the name of equality the L.A. Pride Festival in West Hollywood. It's sure to be a blast, as it has been for the past near five decades. But before this year's party gets started, we want to take you a little farther east, on Santa Monica Boulevard, to Silver Lake.
4: Eagle L.A., is a Levi Leather biker bar, and has been, you know, previous to Eagle L.A., it's, it's been that, that nature of a bar for many, many, many years. So, you walk in, the walls are all black. It's very dark, very dimly lit, kind of seedy. We've been noted as one of the top five dive bars in all of Los Angeles, so we're very proud of that, actually.
3: (laughs) Charlie Matula is the co-owner of the Eagle LA. It's a gay bar in Silver Lake. It's right by Sunset Junction. Now, Silver Lake, of course, is a bougie hipster mecca these days, but it was once a center of gay life in Los Angeles. Back in 1967, Silver Lake was ground zero for one of the first U.S. protests over police harassment of the gay community, two years before the Stonewall Riot. And in the 1970s, it became home to a thriving community of gay men, a.k.a. leather daddies, butch guys in boots and leather vests. S&M gear such as collars and restraints. Charlie Matua is something of an elder statesman to this scene. And in honor of LA's biggest gay pride celebration this weekend, we're headed out now to the Eagle with reporter Courtney
1: Kosak. Charlie's right. The Eagle is a charming neighborhood watering hole, but it's not your grandma's dive bar. For starters, there's gay porn on every screen in the place. We call them art films. <laughs> <laughs> That's Charlie's husband, Hunter Fox.
2: Yeah, we definitely have horn playing. There was a time when people just wouldn't come in for that alone because they just thought it was so inappropriate and wrong. And now it's just part of the kind of the culture and the acceptance of people's cultures and, and who we are and what we do is part of the mainstream. And so it's not so shock and awe anymore.
4: We have the sexiest staff in all of Los Angeles, I think.
1: What are they usually wearing?
4: Not much. Yeah, not much. That's the best place to grab it. They wear their jock straps and their harnesses and their shirtless, and they're a lot of fun.
1: A Night at the Eagle is about having fun for the guys in the leather scene. But bars in the past were more than just hangouts. They were truly important places for the gay community. They were one of the only safe spaces for people to meet. And they weren't even always that safe. Hunter Fox remembers how just 10 years ago.
2: We still had men who, were, who would come there on their motorcycles who were in their 80s, 70s and 80s, old guys, older guys. And they were part of that history when it was illegal to be openly gay in Los Angeles. Los Angeles was the first city in the country that had anti-gay laws in 1903 the law was passed that no more than two known homosexuals can occupy a public space. It was considered a lewd and indecent conduct, so they would be arrested. So up until the 70s, when they took that law off the books, bars like the Eagle, they never had signs, they just had an address, and they were usually painted very discreetly so they didn't draw attention. And vice would go in anywhere from six or more officers, and all someone had to do was touch someone. And everyone in the establishment were arrested and put in jail.
1: It wasn't long after those days, the early 80s, when the Eagle Leather Bar first opened in Los Angeles. There are lots of bars called the Eagle all over the country that cater to the same scene. They're not franchises. The name just signals to the community what kind of vibe you can expect to find inside.
2: The basis of an Eagle is that it's a Levi leather jeans and t-shirt, low-key shirt low key not super fancy, just laid-back kind of place.
4: Yeah, almost every major city throughout the United States has an Eagle, but they're not connected in any way other than just like-minded clientele. So, you know, whether it be here, Chicago, Houston, New York, what have you, if you know there's an Eagle, you know what you're going to get. So there's a lot of brand equity in the name Eagle, and it's a great thing to be a part of.
1: The original L.A. location closed in 1995. And there wasn't another one until Charlie reopened this bar as an eagle a decade later. He didn't publicize what kind of gay bar this place would be. But people expected something for the leather community. The spot had been part of a long tradition of leather bars starting in 1968. The grand opening was on April Fool's Day.
4: Not being able to pass up a great opportunity for the best April Fool's joke ever. (laughs) Um, We created all this marketing... And because uh, people didn't know what was coming, we created all this marketing calling it of uh, Silver Lake's newest Icky Boy Bar. Do you build
3: me but baby, just we made a
4: poster with Clay Aiken on it, and it was all pink and bubbly. And it was supposed to be this West Hollywood kind of sissy boy bar. And we put out posters, ads, and email blasts. And the community just went ballistic. <laughs> it was called Club Cupcake. Club Cupcake. So be- We had hate mail people you know how dare you it's been a leather institution for so many years who the hell do you think you are and we're just april fools (laughs) and yeah so some people got it they laughed well that was awesome and there are other people who are offended because we got them and they're like so that's not funny take us off your mailing list
1: but they came around right because they
4: did and it actually
2: started a fun little club that we did once a year so Every night on the night of Los Angeles, Mr. Leather, wherever that contest is taking place, we did the Mr. Club Cupcake contest. So it was quite interesting to see uh, the men that ran for Club Cupcake. It was a great (laughs)
1: laugh. (laughs) The eagle is still thriving, even as hooking up has moved online.
4: Yeah, prior to the internet and the dating app, the bars were... Where people go out to meet other people, and now they can just order out like you're ordering food online, <laughs> basically. And it's really diminished the traffic through the bars and clubs, which is why we are so event and promoter driven now. But oftentimes we'll see people in, in the bar, you know, on their phones, on Growler or, or um, what's the other uh, Growler Grinder Scruff. Scruff, yeah. Um,
2: and they're actually talking to someone, S- someone across, across the bar. across the
1: room? That's yeah. so well, funny. Well, because you
2: can see how, how many feet away they are from you.
1: These days, people look to their phones for love. But Hunter and Charlie are old school. So how did you meet? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I was afraid you were going to ask this question.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, we met at the bar. We did. <laughs> <laughs> we met probably about... 15
4: years ago. It was actually before but, we bought the bar. Yeah. And he was actually dating one of my bartenders. We weren't dating. <laughs> they were dating.
1: <laughs> or whatever.
4: We were it was more it was a lot of whatever. <laughs> a lot of fun whatever. <laughs> yeah, he he was whatevering with one of my bartenders and I he'd come and sit at his station and visit with him all night and I got to meet him that way and we just kind of connected. We just had this energy and connection and I just sat there all night and I just you know I, I knew when that bartender was scheduled next that he would come in so I'd get all excited and wait for him.
1: While Hunter and Charlie were still getting to know each other, Hunter suddenly stopped showing up at Charlie's bar in the evenings. Charlie didn't know why. It turned out Hunter was in serious trouble.
2: I had a massive stroke and spent about 20 some days in ICU I lost my whole right side and all I kept thinking about was Charlie and I actually picked up the phone one day and I called him I didn't drink at the time so he all he heard was me slurring and unable to get words out and he's like you know are you drunk do you
4: need help I'm like I'm not drunk I'm in the hospital and I was just like oh dear god and I just thought here's this man in the hospital can barely talk he's dying and he's wanting to see me (laughs) his final wish is for me to come see him and so I rushed to the hospital and I've never left his side since. We've had maybe four days apart since then.
1: They've been married for 11 years now. Besides The Eagle, they co-own a restaurant just down the street. It's called Hunter and Charlie's. In all their endeavors, they support the gay community, and especially the leather fetish scene, by holding fundraisers at the bar for a variety of causes. Happy Pride to Charlie and Hunter and all the other revelers flooding the streets of West Hollywood and beyond for this weekend's Pride Festival. For KCRW, I'm Courtney Kosak. I mean, how cute are Hunter and Charlie? Ugh, the best. I actually originally met them at this Omakasa sushi place in Hollywood. They were just sitting across the sushi bar from me and my now fiancé and started chatting with us. And I was instantly like, oh my god, I have to do a story about these guys as soon as they said they own the Eagle LA. And yeah. Yeah it's like i said literally my favorite story i have done to date it was originally published on kcrw's greater la on june sixth, 2019 so i wanted to bring it back i wanted to put it on this feed and give it a home in perpetuity and from what i can tell on social media things at the eagle la are still going great i think i just saw a picture of charlie recently on one of their bartenders feeds so that's really fun thank you for tuning in to this episode of private parts unknown and of course stay tuned right here i have so many sexy episodes coming up for you this summer it is hot pod summer and it is right here on Private Parts Unknown. So make sure you are followed, you are subscribed, you have hit the bell button on Spotify, and you are going to get those notifications for all these hot, sexy episodes coming at you. And to stay in touch between episodes, follow me on social media at Courtney Kosak, that is K-O-C-A-K on Instagram and Twitter. And follow the show at Private Parts Unknown on Instagram and at Private Parts on on Twitter. And privates, you know I am shamelessly trying to hit the top 1% on OnlyFans. I would love to get there by my 3 year anniversary in August. So if you are interested in a Playboy style peek behind the podcast, you can subscribe to my OnlyFans and it actually helps support the show because that's how I make a good chunk of my money. So that is OnlyFans.com slash Coco Peep Show. Again, OnlyFans.com slash Coco Peep Show. And of course, subscribe to our newsletter. That is at privatepartsunknown.substack.com. There is a link in the description for that. And the Private Parts Unknown YouTube channel has been resurrected. It is back from the dead and you should watch over there. There are new videos right now with Gigi Engel, Dr. Amir Murashi, and now Jasmine Jafar on the channel. So check it out. It is youtube.com slash privatepartsunknown again youtube.com slash private parts unknown and make sure you subscribe that will super duper help us out Shout out to Amy Rausch for the bomb-ass theme music. For more info about Amy and her music, check out amyrausch.com. That's amy, R-A-A-S-C-H.com. This episode was mixed by my ride-or-die audio guy, Michael Castaneda of Plastic Audio. And after enjoying this content, could we ask you for a quick favor? Just go to ratethispodcast.com slash private and give us a five-star rating and review just a couple sentences with what you love about the show. And as far as ratings, I have got some goals and we are so close to hitting them. So on Apple Podcasts, I have a goal to get to 275. And on Spotify, the goal is to get to 100. And we are currently at 272 and 96. So we are just a few away on both platforms. So if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, Or if you are listening on Spotify, please give us a five-star rating for Spotify. You just go to the upper left-hand corner of our page, you click the star button, and then you click all five stars. Voila. And a review on Apple Podcasts would mean the world. So no matter where you are listening, you can help us out with this. You just go to ratethispodcast.com slash private and give us a five-star rating and review. And there is another way you can support the show. We are now on the Fountain app. So if you are listening on a V4V platform and you get value from this show, you can support us by sending a Boostagram or sending us some sats for streaming. And let me shout out a couple of recent folks. We got 10,812 sats from Pretty Jazzed, Castomatic, and Amir M sent 190 sats. And wgraba at getalbi.com podverse sent 92 sats. So thank you, thank you to all of our supporters. And thank you so much for listening. Until next time, stay curious and keep exploring. Love you, privates.
0: us.